All right, we're ready to go. 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews. <clears throat> Talking about the, the catastrophe down in Morocco. I was thinking about that yesterday. <laughs> Poor people got poor ways. They keep stacking up them rocks, putting a little mortar in them, and, and they fall on them. Uh, it goes on and on. But the Lord brings these things on. We don't know why exactly. We wonder at them. But we know for what, <laughs> whatever reason, they're just what the Lord would have be done. We were talking, Bruce and I, last week, I think was, about man's fall in the garden. Never was a worse catastrophe than that. That was it. Uh, everything in the world happened to man in that fall, especially death. What a catastrophe. In the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews, we also have a time of jubilee, and we have a time of great warning. Uh, if, if you, with the information you have, and you don't believe, how much sore is the punishment, if there be such a thing, how much sore is the punishment for you than those that come up under the shadow of the law? <clears throat> so there's dire warning in it if man doesn't, with all he has, with all the grace that has been shed upon our time, if he doesn't believe, he certainly has condemned his own self. What scripture says, condemned already. Most folks think they're gonna wait till the day of judgment, they're gonna be some kind of, well, you done this and you done that, but not so. It's the judgment is being carried out here and now in this world that we live in. So we come here once again. I've come here often read and marveled at these verses. I guess uh, <clears throat> we'll just begin in verse 12. Though wherefore lift up your hands which hang down in the feeble knees and make straight paths that's where we was last week, wasn't it? In the Psalms, Brother Russell's telling us about the path, make straight paths, but get have your feet on solid ground. And that's the warning that's in this, is get your feet on solid ground. Do this and live. Make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way but let it rather be healed. Follow peace. 
with all men in holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Diligently, looking diligently, lest man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. And there's all kinds of things out here in this world today to spring up to get you. Uh, so much false information in what they call preaching today. I don't, I, I'm quite sure that most of the Baptist folks today they don't have a good grasp of the times. They, we don't talk about dispensation of times. Uh, we've got the Old Testament and we've got the New Testament. The two dispensations, I, I'm not sure they have a clear understanding of how man was saved under the Old Dispensation. They, there's all kind of ideas floating around out there. Well, it was because of the sacrifice and this and that. And, and certainly the sacrifice was important, but it wasn't the main element. The main element was always Christ from the very foundation of the world, even before the Son and the Father made a covenant and they carried it out without fail, without not one hitch in it, I guarantee it. Nothing amiss in it. So, we do well that we paid attention to what we read in the Scripture, especially we that claim to be the children of God, because the, the sore punishment is upon us if we don't obey the gospel. The air we live in, we call it the gospel dispensation. Real grace has come upon this world, and yet they just wobble off and wander off and just happy as if they had good sense. Not looking that it may defile lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For ye know how that afterwards when he had, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, come reprobate. Totally reprobate, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. So sometimes what you think is repentance is not truly repentance. It's a sorrowful nature, but it's not a true repentance. For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burned with fire, nor unto the blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of the trumpet and the voice of the words, which voice they that heard entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more. Hmm, what a grave 
What a grave situation. Don't speak to us anymore. We don't want to hear it. It's a condemning speech. So don't talk to us anymore. He told Moses, you, you go find out what he wants. And come tell us and we'll do it. And that was a lie to start with. They weren't about to do that. <clears throat> but in reading this, I've thought many times, what, what a dark day this was at this very point in time when the whole mountain was on fire and the whole earth was shaking and there was darkness and lightning and thunder and out of all that came a voice really what the voice said this is my beloved son we'll go back to the beginning again the voice came and a trumpet kept on sounding and the sound of the trumpet and the voice of words which voice they that heard entreated that it would, should not be spoken to them anymore for they could not endure that which was commanded well it's pretty it's pretty understandable if you can't do it well, I keep telling me, we just don't want to hear that we can't do it. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it shall be stoned or thrust through with a dart. And so terrible. That's what I'm talking about. What a day of darkness it was up to this point. And so terrible was a sight that Moses said, I exceedingly quake, uh, fear and quake. But here's the mercy. But you're come unto Mount Sinai, and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels. Not that old mountain. Not, the, not that old one that if you touch, you're going to be put to death. Go down and tell the people, don't touch the mountain. But you come onto a new one, Mount Sinai. Mount Sinai is a word means gracious. It's merciful. That's the mount that we come to. The mountain of God. The mountain of the people that's over, that, and God that's over them. You have come you have come unto Mount Sinai and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and an innumerable company of angels. What a picture. Come, 
And all the angels are going to be ministering unto the Lord Himself and unto us to the General Assembly and the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven. Oh, it's recorded already, even before the foundation of the world. It's written and recorded that this is it, the church of the living God. That's where life is. I go down around the tomball where Bruce is hailing from right now. And I see all these folks and they run around these uh, Maseratis and whatever else it costs 200000 or something. And I look at them and I... I say, them people think they're living. Hmm, they don't know what life is. They hadn't come unto this mount. And they're so busy. Boy, Bruce was down there last week or so, I forgot what day. And I, his things is just getting worse and worse down there. Faster and faster, them folks are living. But they don't know of this habitation of God, the holy city, the new Jerusalem. John saw coming down out of heaven, the bride. They don't know about that. And I feel sorry for them that they're so busy they don't have time to ever even look See what's that? My own family. They're down there. In that all that business. Matter of fact, my daughter's got the Maserati, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, she's got one of them now. And they are, they're living. They've not taken into consideration that it's pretty short life, though. They're living. I can tell them, well, we, we're getting kind of old enough we can tell them that it's over. It's over real quick. To the General Assembly, call a solemn assembly in the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men, made perfect. Well, some years back, I didn't understand that, so I decided I, I would see if I could get some assistance on understanding it. And I found out that don't anybody else understand it. <laughs> That's the way that is sometimes, when you don't get it. <laughs> Most likely the rest of them didn't get it either. But I think it goes back to Romans 5 and 1. Therefore, being justified by peace, by faith, we're at peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that's where this living is. It has come down to that. Being at peace. Being at peace. That's living. That's life. If we can settle down and get a hold of that kind of peace, it's living. 
Now the peace it's talking about is that we're no longer we're no longer mad at God. We don't we no longer want to push him away and say that's we don't want to hear it anymore. Then we get in a position, then we can call and say, tell us some more. We want to hear it again. It's good news to us. So we're at peace with whatever God does if He tears up all of Morocco. It's His business. It's none of ours. We wonder because we don't know everything. But we look to our God that knows the end from the beginning. And that's good. That's where we have come. Unto that God. That holy Jerusalem. That city of God where he reigns. Is where we've come. Then he didn't end there. Verse 24, it said, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. See, here's where the warning comes now again. See that you refuse not him that speaketh. Don't get that attitude, don't tell me anymore. We don't want to hear anymore. It'll carry you straight to hell real quick whenever you get to where you turn a deaf ear unto this gospel dispensation that we live in, the preaching of the gospel. Go into all the world, preach the gospel. And to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel, seeing that you refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escaped, talking about the Israelite people back under the law, if they escaped, And not who refused him that spake on earth much more shall not we escape in this gospel dispensation. Escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth? But now he hath promised, saying yet once more, I shake not the earth only, but also the heaven. And this word, this word, yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made, that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Now the things that's going to remain is the things of the holy Jerusalem the holy city where God reigns where he's overlooking these things in the first chapter of this book this warning begins there 
verse 1, he said, God, who at sundry times in diverse manners spake in times past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days, that's the day we live in now, the last days, that folks are looking for the last days, we living in them. There's going to be a last day, but we're living in the last days. He has spoken unto us by His Son, whom He hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also He made the worlds, who being the brightness of His glory and express image of His person and upholding all things, by the word of his power, when he had by himself purged our sins, sat down on the right hand of the majesty on high, he rested. It's done. He, Jesus being made much more, uh, much better than the angels, as he hath by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they for unto which of the angels saith he at any time, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee, and again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. It's all in Him. All in Him. Second Peter. Second Peter, the first chapter. <clears throat> Verse 16. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables. What he's saying here, we... we heard the word, the true word, when we were made unto you the power and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But were I witness, witnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory this is my beloved Son, in whom I'm well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard when we were with him in the holy mount. We have, more, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. That's what we got, this whole Bible. We got the whole word of God. It's not limited in any way. He has told us for sure. It's a surety that's laid out for the people of God. We can be sure in it. We have also a more sure word of prophecy. Because the Son Himself has come and spoken unto us. What, what a blessed day we live in. Not in a day of types and shadows and things. 
unto uh, whereunto you do well that you take heed as unto a light that shineth in a dark place until the day dawn and the day star rise in your hearts. Hold on to it. Hold on to what you got. Stay in it. Call a solemn assembly. Gather. Speak to one another in love that you might be built up. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scriptures is, is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And all, that, all of it is given to us by the Holy Ghost. And yet it is preaching to us by the Holy Ghost. We, we have that in our hearts. It keeps speaking to us over and over and over, and we don't say we don't want to hear it anymore. We want to hear more. Explain it. Let us see it that we might follow it and be careful to follow it. That, that's some of our problems. Sometimes we get careless. Say, oh, well, we'll check that out later. But we need to be diligently searching what he has for us. In the book of Malachi, <clears throat> second chapter verse 4 I guess and ye shall know that I have sent this commandment unto you that my covenant might be with Levi saith the Lord of hosts my covenant was with him of life and peace. That goes back to Romans 5 and 1 again. Life and peace. And I gave them to him for the fear wherewith he feared me and was afraid before my name. Running around now saying, no fear. And yet, that's the reason he has received what he has. That he might give it the law of truth, that's what he's talking about, was in his mouth, and iniquity was not found in his lips, and he walked with me in peace and equity, and did turn away many, uh, turn many away from iniquity. For the priest's lips should keep knowledge, and they should keep the law in his mouth, for he is the messenger of the Lord of hosts. But then there's that, well, but. But that's what it's all about. It's given to us. It was preached to us, by the way, by the great high priest that came. It is preached to us by the great high priest. 
always opening the door for us. In the book of Colossians, We live, certainly lived in a blessed day. I was thinking on the way down. Uh, once again, this is a day the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, because we have the gospel. We live in that gospel age where we can hear it every day and we can read it every day and we can live in it because it is life it is life it is truly living Colossians the second chapter verse 8 he said beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men after the rudiments of the world and not after Christ well so much of it that's what it's gone out to it's just you know have a good time for in him dwelleth all the fullness of Godhead bodily you know what the body is it's the church that we've come unto. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also you are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands. We've come into a new age. in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also you're risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And ye, and you being dead in your sins, and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he hath quickened, and then he puts this word in there, together, together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us. That's under the Old Testament. Handwriting of ordinances. Oh, he give them on stone. He brought them down and he gave them to the people. And that wasn't good enough. Then he come later date and he went and gave them the law in specifics. Don't do this and do this. And don't do this and do this. But we've come out of that era. 
we're in the age of the gospel, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross, and have spoiled principalities and powers, and he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or drink, or in respect of a holy day, or of a new moon, or of a Sabbath all days, which are a shadow, which are a shadow. What do we need that old stuff now for? Let's get rid of that old thing. Now some would say, the law, for that reason, has been done away with. But don't you let them tell you that garbage. The law is as powerful today. No, it's more so powerful today than ever before because Jesus Christ himself has come and fulfilled that law. That made it holy. So it's more powerful today than ever before. Which are a shadow of things to come. But the body, the body is Christ. We made one. We have come unto the mount that can be touched. The holy mount that can be touched unto, unto the church of the living God and Jesus himself is where we've come. We've come a long way. Well, as you used to have that old cigarette, I think it was advertisement, say we've come a long way, baby. Yeah, yeah, we've come a long way. My, my, but it's all in Jesus Christ. Always was. God the Father always provided his own sacrifice. Always. Jesus Christ. In the book of Zechariah, <clears throat> the eighth chapter, Verse 9, he said, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Let your hands be strong. Ye that hear in these days these words. What words? The word of the Lord that has come and been preached to us. these days by the mouth of the prophets which were in the day that the foundation of the house of the Lord of hosts was laid that the temple might be built. Now by the way, keep in mind that temple he's talking about here wasn't that one with stones. He's talking about the building blocks that the Lord hath made. No, 
Wasn't no hammer put up on it in brief shape before it got to the house. He put it in there a holy stone. For before these days there was no hire for man nor hire for beast, neither was there any peace to him that went out of, and or uh, came in because of the affliction. For I have set all men, every one, against his neighbor. But now I will not be under the residue of this people as in the former days. Saith the Lord of hosts, for the seed shall be prosperous. The vine shall give her fruit, and the ground shall give her increase, and the heavens shall give their due. And I will cause the remnant of this people to possess all these. They're going to be living, living. might say living it up. <laughs> They're going to be living, drinking the pure blood of the grape. Yeah. Possess these things, and it shall come to pass that as the ye were a curse among the heathen, O house of Judah and house of Israel, so will I save you, and ye shall be blessing, be a blessing. And he says, Fear not, but let your hands be strong, lift them up. Lift them up unto the praise of the Lord. So again, I have thought in these days to do well unto Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. He's going to repeat that. Fear ye not. So we live in a wonderful, wonderful day. In the book of the Psalms, the 46th chapter, <clears throat> said God, is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed and the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? It can be all kind of shaking going on. Not going to bother the people of God. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river. My brother Paul one time done a whole series of messages on there's a river. It was pretty good, pretty interesting. That river, by the way, is the one that starts at the throne of mercy. At the mercy seat. That's where it started trickling out there. It went out of the temple on the right side of the gate. Just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. There is a river. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. We heard the word tabernacle. We use it sometime. Well, we, we tabernacle together. 
we're joined together in the same tent under the same cloud we tabernacle tabernacle of the most high God is in the midst of her she, she shall not be removed but shall not be moved God shall help her and that right early the heathen raged what does that sound like second chapter of book of the Psalms why do the heathen rage and imagine a vain thing the heathen raged and the kingdoms were moved he uttered his voice and the earth melted and the Lord of hosts is with us the God of Jacob is our refuge and he said let's rest on that let's rest take, take a break and think about that it's good. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in fire. Be still. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, and I will be exalted in the earth, and the Lord of hosts is with us, and the God of Jacob is our refuge. And he said, let's rest again.